As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Wednesday morning, November 22nd, 2023. It is the Beating the Book podcast megapod for week number 12 in the National Football League. Not just any week, but of course, Thanksgiving week. We got three games tomorrow. We got a fourth, a Black Friday game between the Dolphins and the Jets on Friday. And then a, uh, the remaining games, nobody on buys on Sunday and Monday, of course. Uh, doing it a day early because it's Thanksgiving. Hope you don't mind as always, so that they can get to their uh, Thanksgiving plans with uh, their family and friends. From his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Todd Wishnev, star of the Showtime docuseries Action. How you doing, Dottie? Hi, Gilly. I'm thankful because I don't have to go to a Thanksgiving meal, and I don't have to argue with a bunch of people about a bunch of nonsense that none of us is going to change. I can just watch sports and gamble my ass off and take bad beats up the rear end all day long on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't have to be in traffic. And on top of that, I'm watching Armando Baycott in his 14th season at North Carolina, currently playing Northern Iowa. And I get to do the Megapod as well with you three gentlemen who, if I was at a Thanksgiving meal with, I would actually probably enjoy it because you're nothing like the rest of the 99% of the people in the world. Thank you. Jesus Christ, I just said happy Thanksgiving. Soliloquy from Todd Wishnev. Todd, by the way, a Thanksgiving dinner at the Wishnev household would be a political mess. Let me let me just say that. No, well, Friday yeah. night, every Friday yeah. night dinner was, uh, it was literally a war. Once I became non-religious, <laughs> I went to probably 5,000 Friday night dinners and Saturday afternoon lunches where it was me versus the entire table of Orthodox Jews in a gigantic political scream-off. I love it. That you've never seen before in your life. And they would lose because I knew their shit better than they knew their shit. Okay. We got it. Thank you. Jigundus, I believe, is the correct word there, Todd, which you, you mis- misspoke. Will Hill, he's excited to have Thanksgiving with his family. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. By the way, Todd Wishnev at TWishnev. Will Hill, not only a star of this here Megapod, but also the Bear Bets pod uh, from Fox Sports, both college and pro football versions. Will, happy Thanksgiving, sir. What is going on? Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. We're sitting here sweating. I don't know if you joined in, but Todd gave out a live in-game Iona over but the second half over, so we need to get over, I think, 145, and we got a quick start to the second half, so hopefully we can uh, we can sweat this together, and maybe Tad can, Todd can multitask here and, and, and let us know if he sees anything yeah. college basketball-wise. So a lot going on. Great sports week. Unbelievable sports Great week. sports Just, week. Uh, from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, Action nonstop. It's the best. It's so great. College hoops, college football, pro football. And I, uh, 
And I did not get on that Iona because I do a little show here called The Numbers Game where I fight the Internet uh, to try to do a two-hour radio program. Uh, our guest this week, who is kind enough to join us on Thanksgiving week, uh, he is the host of the Bear Bets Pods on Fox Sports. He was not with us last year, I don't think, on the uh, on the Megapod. I think uh, I snubbed him or something. But he is back with us now. He does a pro football podcast in addition to uh, everybody knowing him as a college football guy, the Bear Bets Pod, the college football version available on Thursdays, typically. The pro football version available on Fridays, typically. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the bear. He's Chris Felica. Good morning, Chris. Internet minus 220 over Gill. Is, is, that, too, is that too light of a number? Yes, way light. Way light. Everybody, No one's on camera today because of this. We're trying to go as low-key as possible to get the bandwidth working for this. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. Happy Thanksgiving. You have big uh, Thanksgiving Hi. plans? Yeah, yeah. The uh, my my mom just uh, let me know that uh, they're getting off of the ferry a little bit earlier than we anticipated. So that that'll always be that's always fun to throw a monkey wrench in the in, in the plans when the some of the guests are arriving a little bit early when I when I have a couple of things going on in the afternoon. So that'll be that'll be fun. My sister and my, her husband and my nephew will be coming up later. So I'm sure by uh, by four o'clock on Thanksgiving Day, I will be wishing that I was in Ann Arbor already. Wow. Will whole family, all four kids. You're you're not uh, banishing them to a to a kids' table. You're you're going to enjoy Thanksgiving with everybody. Yeah, they're all allowed. I might be a little distracted with all the sports going on, but they're no. they're all invited to uh, to stay at home. Yes. Father of the year, everybody. Father of the year, Will Hill, making bets in game while at Thanksgiving. All right, Will has to get a little bit more more serious about his craft with this kid nonsense and everything. <laughs> Give me a break! Give me a break, you LA! Okay, um, this is, now I am on, a, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, we're about to get to our records. Uh, I'm on a 16-2 and two Megapod run, but I just want to say before we get to our records, this week right here, week 12, I don't know how you feel, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is the hardest week, I think, of the entire year. Todd, update the records, if you will, sir. Okay, the records, I have to piece this together because last week I couldn't because of my elbow. How's your elbow doing? Good? Uh, better? So I've got a it, it's 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 you know it's getting getting better. I'm not sure yet whether it's going to get better than it was before I did the the uh, injections, but okay. we're hoping. Okay. Um so okay, so my friend Gilly the Iceman who never loses a bet, although Monday night, he lost a bet that he probably should have won, yeah. and that may be the death knell to the streak. Have you ever had that streak where you're just winning every, every single game, and then all of a sudden you lose one you should have never lost, and then all of a sudden the world comes caving in? Yes. I hope it doesn't happen to my by, by the way, what Todd, what, Todd just said, what Todd just said works in reverse, too. If you win something you have no business winning, and you've been on a losing streak, it will turn the other way, too, sometimes. This is gambling science. I'm, I'm very concerned convinced of this but yes i feel that way about this game so anyways gil goes two and one last week which puts him at 20 and 10 for the season which is pretty outstanding including 16 and 2 in his last 18 his teaser of cleveland and the vikings wins as well so he moves on teasers to seven and three mm. not the best but still good mm. will will 
had a let's see a Cleveland. He won that one. He won the Cincinnati. He lost the Miami. So he went two and one. Will moves to fifteen and fifteen. And he let's see on his teaser. Will had the Lions in Buffalo. That one. So he is now at seven and three. Also on teasers. And I had a two and one. So I moved to fifteen thirteen and two. And I won my teaser as well to go to eight and two on teasers, which is, by the way, very good record. And the guest, the guest was 16, 10 and one coming in. The guest last week was, uh, was that uh, Las Vegas? No, Cleve TA. Last week? Cleve TA. Cleve TA. Right. Cleve TA had Carolina, uh, Cardinals plus five and under in the Kansas City. So he wins. One, one, and one. So they go to 17, 11, and two for the guest. And his teaser was Vikings and Buffalo. So that wins as well. The teasers for them are six and four. Wow. So that's where we are. <clears throat> Glad you were prepared for that uh, segment there, uh, Todd. Appreciate I, that. I just forgot to do that. I no. forgot to do the thing. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, okay, uh, we don't have any Thursday night football. We're on a Wednesday. We have three Thursday games. We have a Friday game, so we're gonna we're gonna pass on that uh, segment because it's part of the whole schedule. We're not gonna get into any specific one-off there. Let's go right to the best bets, shall we? Shall we do that? Or is there any in-game or dumbbell of the week that we wanted to bring up from last week? Todd, any in-game? Uh, why don't you guys do dumbbell of the week and let me just think about if there's anything really important I want to talk about on in-game. Did we have a dumbbell of the week? I want to just I want to just say that dumbbell of the week is there's so many candidates, but the the mano a mano between Sean McVay and Pete Carroll is about as good as it gets. Um, Sean McVay just uh, just an overall. I, I say this all the time on a numbers game. I think if you watch the NFL week to week, while everyone crushes Ron Rivera, justifiably so. You know, you name your coach. Um, obviously, Brandon Staley takes it. Uh, takes a lot of heat. There's so many coaches that do. But I would argue that Sean McVay does more to undermine his team on a play-calling basis, drive after drive, week after week, than any other coach in the NFL. You can count on a run on every first down. Some first and goals are run, run, run on first, second, and third downs. We saw a sequence at the end of the game last week. The Rams were down two. It was a run on first down and a goal-to-go situation. Uh, there was a pass intended for Nakua that was incomplete. And then a little a little dump off that had no chance of getting in the end zone. The Rams end up getting a one-point lead with a field goal, which left plenty of time for Seattle. And Pete Carroll said to Sean McVay, hold my beer. And there was a situation where Seattle was matriculating. They got it into what would be a Jason Myers 55-yard, excuse me, a 57-yard field goal range. And instead of spiking the ball, calling another pass play, and then spiking it again, they let the clock go, and they, they called a running play. Charbonnet gained two yards. It ended up being, they, they were basically settling, as it turned out, for a Jason Myers 55-yard field goal to win the game. Jason Myers is good, but 55 yards is no gimme for anybody. Of course it bleeds right. Of course the Seahawks lose. Pete Carroll, to me, is your dumbbell of the week. Any other candidates? Yeah, it's got to be Andy Reid as a candidate, too, right? Oh, yes. Fourth and four from, yes. Fourth and four from the 39. I mean, I'm just glad that they they got that 19 yards of field position there to to make make the Eagles go 80 yards in like six plays to to take the lead in that game. I mean, what what are you doing? What are you doing? That was one. I mean, and, and, well, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan might be another guy too, right? 
You, you, you don't go for two when you make the score 20 to seven. You go go for two, make it 21, seven, two full scores. And that, that, that potentially would have been one too. But yeah, I mean, that, that was so unlike what you'd expect from Andy Reid. Fourth and four, just, just run, run a little rub play and so bad. You, and you're going to get the foot, but that was, uh, uh, of, of the all the options that he uh, that he could have done, that was by far uh, the worst. Can, can we name? Maybe we can rename like the dumbbell of the week, like the like the uh, the Josh McDaniels uh, <laughs> uh, Memorial Dumbbell of the yes. Week or, or, or award or something like that. Yeah, that was fourth and four at the Philly thirty-nine with nine oh four to go and a touchback that netted net nineteen yards, as Chris said. Um, and and Jack Buck, excuse me, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman said nothing, not a word about it. Uh, by the way, Philly, Philly has Andy Reid punted fourth and four from the plus thirty nine in the last hundred years of him coaching. Meaning, has he ever done it before? You're saying? No. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. No. Him yeah, I mean, everyone knows. Everyone knows you're supposed to go at this point. I mean, maybe 10, 15 years ago they used to pump, but you, you know, everyone knows you have to go there. Well, well, that that was just that was like mind boggling. Yeah, it was. And Philly, of course, goes down 80 yards and takes the lead that they would never relinquish, thanks to some some drops. By the way, the college football version, Matt Rule. I talked about this on a numbers game yesterday. I don't know if we did in our texts, but Nebraska was down three to Wisconsin. He had all of his timeouts, and the dude just lets the clock run down. They're, they're, they're in field goal range. He calls his first timeout with, like, 20 seconds left in the game. I want to make sure I got that right. Yeah, 20 seconds. Like, bro, you had it with like with 50 seconds. He's just casually let 25 seconds go off the clock. And he, he ends up taking one timeout home. They do get the field goal to push overtime, but they they didn't, I mean, they didn't really give a legit shot at winning the game in regulation, and they lose in overtime. It's just unbelievable, these coaches. Like, and, and to apply pro football logic to these college, like college football is, I mean, pro football coaches are Mensa compared to some of these college coaches. God, <laughs> they're so bad. Anyway, Will, did you have anyone else or did we already, uh, we gave everybody. At least Nebraska gets extra timeouts to carry into the game against Iowa this week. <laughs> is that how that works? That works. Um, yeah. I think that's how that works. I, it's interesting. I, I was gonna, I was gonna nominate the, the two ones you guys mentioned. It's interesting with Rams one. That could, it's not impossible, cost the Seahawks a playoff spot because that would have put the Seahawks at seven and three and finished the Rams at three and seven. Now, mm -hmm. if you look at Seattle's next four games, 49ers at Cowboys at 49ers again, and then the Eagles. I mean, that's not impossible. They get swept. Geno's banged up, so uh, the Rams swept the season series. So if they tie Seattle, they get a spot. Uh, I actually bet Seattle. It, it was plus 220 on Monday. It moved. It's plus 180. Probably the last place I'd play it. But uh, I don't think Seattle is guaranteed a playoff spot here. I think it almost two to one. That might be worth the play as well. You bet them no to miss the playoffs. Is that what you're saying? I bet them no, just because okay. of the, race, the 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 upcoming schedule here. Got it. Okay. And I and I it was funny. Will, Will talked about that on the uh, on the Red Best Pod yesterday. And I, I love that play. And I actually went a little step deeper in looking at schedules. And uh, if it's not going to be Seattle, who would it be? And I found the Rams at plus 490 to make the playoffs. Like, if you look at the Rams schedule, uh, they have, I, I think, by far the easiest remaining schedule between like, the Falcons and the Packers, who would be the other candidates of those four and six teams. They were currently two games behind Seattle. So I thought... I, I, I went for a little bit uh, a little bit bigger bang for the buck and saying, okay, if Seattle doesn't make it, who will? And, and I landed on the Rams at plus 490 to make the playoffs. 
And it's interesting with Cooper Cup. This is Will's favorite rant of mine. He's day-to-day. He might play against the Cardinals. They're better off if he doesn't, I'm telling you. The Rams earlier this season. Do they feed him the ball too much, you think? <laughs> to his boyfriend, Matt Stafford, to his boyfriend, Cooper Cup, his podcast buddy. Just He just locked into him. When Cooper Cup was out earlier this year and Puka Nakua was the number one target, the Rams scored 24-plus points a game. As soon as Cooper Cup got back, they dipped to 16 points a game. It is, I'm telling you, if you watch this team, they are a horror show on offense. So, yes, Sean McVay could just step out of the way and Cooper Cup could just step out of the way. I like your bet on the Rams. <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's just, it's, they are the most frustrating team forever uh, this year to watch. Um, and there's a lot of frustrating teams. Okay. Best bets time. Are we there? Best bets already? Yeah, let's do this. Sure. All right. Best bets. Chris Felica, ladies and gentlemen, the Bear. Uh, who is now at Fox Sports, uh, in case you missed his uh, transition over from ESPN. By the way, Chris, uh, just for the Megapod audience, um, mm-hmm. you, I would imagine, have 0.0 regrets about your move. Is that correct? Is that a fair say- assessment? That, 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 is a, that is a very fair, fair assessment. Yeah, every, Everything that's gone on since I made the decision to move is uh, reaffirmed that I made the, the, the right move, and I'm with the a really great bunch of people. I got to spend a month in Australia that summer for, for the women's <laughs> that's, world. Like, that's like, like, that, 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 that's, kind, that's kind of a good deal. Yeah. Well, let me just say this, and I think I speak for everybody here. College game day ain't the same without you, man. It's a different animal now, and it just – what made it great doesn't feel like it's there anymore. I would say that with you not present as well. It just doesn't feel like the well, same yeah. thing. I, 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 I appreciate that, and I've uh, – I've heard from multiple people kind of the same thing. So uh, I think everyone on that show, they'll always be my friends, but certainly I, I'm, I'm quite content where, where I am now. Hopefully we can uh, build a little momentum with the show that I'm currently on. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton, is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Nev- yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, 
even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, that said, none of this matters. None of that lo- lovely touchy-feely talk matters unless you uh, <laughs> you really uh, keep the guest record afloat like it has been. Are the exactly. ge- Are the guests in second place, Todd? Is that what you told us? Or are you in second place? No, the current guest, it's 20 and 10 for Gilly, 17, 12, and 2 for the guest, and I'm oh. 15, 13, and 2. Okay, so no pressure, Chris, is basically what we're saying here. What is your first best bet, Ooh. sir? Who's in first place? Young Gill. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm going to serve as the cooler for you, and I'm hopefully I can get you an 0 three this week to get to get Will and Todd and the guests back in nice. the uh, competition. Nice. Here. But uh, yeah, I, I I agree with the Patriots against the Giants. Like, I I think it's too much of an overreaction from what we saw last week. Uh, look, I don't think last week was this flashpoint where all of a sudden like the Giants are suddenly this good team and Tommy DeVito is turning into this great quarterback. Like, like are, are they going to get six turnovers from uh, the Patriots? Probably not. They're still one of the worst teams in the league. Yes, the Patriots are not very good either, but I do think you could see a little bit of a, uh, a jolt of energy from the Patriots. I, I, I think Billy Zappi probably will start. I can't imagine uh, Mac Jones. will. So I think part of my play was, it was predicated by assuming that Belichick's going to make it a quarterback move. I think the Patriots, I mean, what, what, what would this number have been last week? It certainly wouldn't have been three. Probably would have been closer to, what, five or six. So, uh, yeah, I, I laid three with the Wingle against Giants. Mac Jones, Tommy DeVito, catch the fever. Patriots minus three for young Chris Felica. All right, Dodd, you're first. Okay, sorry. I was just going for the middle here in the Buffalo Bulls team total versus the Iona Gales. Uh, so I got busy there for a second. By but, the way, uh, by so the he way, takes who is, Pats minus three? Yes, Pats minus three. Who's the greatest basketball player in Iona College history? Go. Jeff Ruland. Jeff Ruland, baby. Jeff. One of the Bruce brothers. Sachem High School. No, he was in New York. Rather. Nothing like the uh, Ruland Mahorn early 80s bullets. That was your 42 and 40 team locked every year. 40 and 42, somewhere in there. Would win a game against the Celtics the first round and then lose, ultimately. All right, Todd, what do you got? By the way, I'd like to apologize for any um, uh, interruptions because we're not on camera today, so it's hard to see when someone's talking. And, you know, you guys do have a tendency to interrupt a lot, so I just want to apologize for you guys in advance. Uh, Okay, anyway, to my first pick, my first pick is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. What number do you guys have on them now that I've told you who I like? What number do you have on those guys? Uh, uh, I see. Yeah, what does he say? Jacksonville seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville 14 and a half. Uh, no, Jacksonville one and, see that. one and a half on Jacksonville, I believe, is the consensus, Todd. Yeah. Okay, right. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars minus the one and a half. Uh, you know, everyone's impressed with C.J. Stroud. I am as well. 
they, you know, some games though, they take on a little water. They could have easily lost that game last week. There was a lot of craziness in that game. Sure. They looked great against the Bengals. They didn't play that well against Carolina. I think this Jags team is better than people give it credit for. I've been saying that for a couple of weeks now. I think their defense is actually better than people realize. Throw out the San Francisco game where San Francisco game, uh, came in, you know, all fired up because they had lost three in a row. And prior to that, their defensive, you know, the defensive um, performance has been pretty outstanding. So I think they can do what they need to do to, to slow down um, – you know, the Jaguar, I mean, the uh, the Texans. And I think, you know, their offense is, is adequate. And uh, I think they're going to get a win here, especially because they lost to them the first time on the most heinous play that I've, you know, have a tendency to talk about, the white fullback kickoff return touchdown. So they have a lot to play for in a revenge mode here. Uh, I think the Jaguars uh, are the better team. Look, I'm impressed with Houston. How can you not be impressed with Houston? I think they're an up-and-coming team. I just feel like uh, the Jaguars are a step above, and I'm going to lay the one and a half with the Jaguars. All right. Jaguars. Is that the Jaguars or the Jaguars, Todd? Who are you betting on? I think uh, if you take the Jaguars, it's only minus one, so I'll take those guys. Okay. Jaguars. By the way, you ever wonder about that with people? Jaguars. Okay. Uh, Will Hill, everybody with his uh, 17 children for Thanksgiving. Will, what do you got? What's your first? I'm going to lay the points with the Detroit Lions. What was seven and a half, eight? I've seen mostly seven and a half, right? Seven and a half across the board. Painted. Yeah, it's just, it, it's a, it's such a bad injury report for Green Bay. Aaron Jones, Musgrave, you go down the line. That's a team that's limited to begin with. These teams played end of September. Remember that Thursday night game? It was 27-3 at the end of the first half. That was in Lambeau. So you're going to put this game in Detroit. That building is always very loud on Thanksgiving, even when they have bad teams. This is finally a good team to root for. Green Bay's been a bully to them for years and years. This is a chance for Detroit to get some revenge. Of course, you worry with that secondary, that defense about a back door, but Love's not that kind of quarterback that you really worry about. Uh, too much, so uh, I'll swallow here. I'll, I'll, I'll lay the number. I don't love anything this week, but I think Detroit wins this game by 10-plus points, and give me the Lions here to bounce back and, and play a good ball game. So yeah. Um, I agree with that sentiment. Like, this is a difficult week. I, I apologize for uh, not having as much conviction on these as I have in previous weeks, but I think my general strategy here will be to avoid as much of the Sunday chaos as possible. Um, that said... I think my first pick, uh, well, first of all, I'm on the Lions, too, because I'm snaking here, so I'm doing two. So I'm on the Lions as well, minus seven and a half. As soon as I saw Aaron Jones come up, flies in my eye. Um, it's like I'm doing this from a food court or something. Uh, Detroit, <laughs> minus seven and a half. Uh, I, I saw Aaron Jones come up on the injury report yesterday, and I'm like, okay, this is a great way to avoid Sunday chaos. I'm taking the Lions. I think Jared Goff got his bad retro Jared Goff game out of his system last week against the Bears. The Lions somehow got away with that in beating the uh, the Bears. I think Thanksgiving, standalone, national audience, massive Packers injury report. I'll take the Lions, and although I don't love the hook, I'm laying the seven and a half on the Lions. I'm with you. Number two, though, is on Sunday. This Bills-Eagles line has gone down to three. And I know this is a short week for the Philadelphia Eagles, and a lot of people saying, oh, it's a bad spot. Spot. It's a bad spot. People love spots. I like the Eagles. Now that it's down to three, and I said this on Guessing Lines, if it got down to three, I would take the Eagles. I don't know how the Bills stop that offense. 
the Bills lose another defensive player last week that went off by ambulance in uh, Taylor Rapp. And I just don't think they have enough bodies to, to stop this Eagles offense. Um, it's also one of these totals that's high. I know some people who like the over. I like a favorite in that kind of situation, juxtaposed against a total like that. I like the Eagles minus three. I think the Eagles gauntlet, they're going to be three and oh in this supposed scheduling gauntlet after this one. And I think they cover in the process. So the Eagles are my numero dos. Will, back to you. Question before you snake. Uh, question, Gilly, before you snake. I was busy uh, doing over 73 and a half first half North Carolina here against Northern Iowa, and I missed uh, Willie's pick was Lions minus seven and a half. Is that correct? Yes, and that was my first as well. Yes. Oh, he, you did that one too. Okay, so Lions minus seven and a half for Gilly plus Eagles minus three, and Will has Lions just minus seven and a half. That's it, right? <sighs> Glad you're present. Yes, that's Correct. it. Sorry, sorry that this podcast. Oh, I'm trying to get these overs in, Gilly. Uh, you know you're going to complain if I don't get the North Carolina over in, right? No, I'm not. Sorry, this podcast got in the way. <laughs> uh, all right, Will, you're next. What do you got? I'm going to stick with Thursday. I'm going to stick with chalk. Uh, I'll lay it with the 49ers, San Francisco minus seven. It's either going to be Drew Locke or a banged up Geno Smith. Now, this number, you might look at the power rating and say it's inflated based on the power numbers. Seattle's a tough place to play. I, just, I don't love the Seattle team. They're bad on defense. They're, they're going to be in a bad situation with their quarterback play, whether it's Locke, whether it's a banged up Geno Smith. San Francisco, they got their mojo back. And, and by their mojo, I mean all their healthy players. And when they're healthy, they're going to score their 27, 30 points on pretty much everybody. Is Seattle going to get into like the mid twenties to keep up and cover this number? I think this has like, I don't know, 31, 13, 30 or 13, that type of game written all over it. I would lean towards an under two, but I'm just, I'm going to lay the San Francisco minus the seven. I know it's square laying all these big favorites, but the big favorites have historically done well on Thanksgiving, wherever that trend is worth. So it's expensive, but I'll lay the seven here with the, with the 49ers. It is such a conundrum this week, like in a way that I don't think it has been thus far this year, which is, because I'm, I'm with you. Lions and Niners feel like the play on Thanksgiving. On the other hand, and I don't know if these are going to be picks of mine, but they might be contest picks. I think the values on the Commanders, I think it's on the Jets, right? Commanders catching 12 and a half. The Jets catching, you know, 10. I have to say Commanders, the Cowboys aren't going to win every game by 500 points. Yeah, well, the Jets, I'm, I'm just making a point that there's a lot of Fakakta teams this week, right? where when it was three and a half, I think you could make a case that the Giants had value uh, in addition to the Jets and the Commanders. But basically what I'm saying is it's a poo-poo platter of teams this week where you're like, like I'm guessing lines, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the worst fucking week ever. Um, so I'm just trying to avoid as much of that as possible. So, Will, I don't have any problem with your two chalk picks because I've got two favorites and I just don't feel comfortable with some of these teams uh, with, that are so bad. Commanders might be the exception. We'll see. Todd, what do you have next? Um, okay. Die. My second pick is going to be uh, – by the way, I have uh, – I'm watching Hubert Davis coach the North Carolina game here. Mm -hmm. And if you guys ever want to hear a really funny Hubert uh, Davis story about me and my arrogance, uh, maybe oh. I can tell oh, it on no, no. here. It's a I, very funny story. I like your Hubert Davis story. Tell your Hubert Davis story. 
So, okay, so this this happened circa 1995. I was living in Manhattan. I was still thin at the time. You know, of course, I, I've only lost over 100 pounds seven times. At that point, I'd only lost 100 pounds like once or twice. And I was thin and playing basketball. And at one time, I was a very good basketball player. I was probably good enough to play Division two or three. And uh, so I used to go to the JCC 92nd Street Y and play lunchtime basketball over there. Uh, on the east side, and, uh, and it was, you know, winners, winners stay on. And, of course, I have a lot of intensity when it's winners stay on because, you know, I want to stay on the court we all do. so you don't want to lose game. Yeah. So I don't like these guys who, you know, come in playing lackadaisical when I'm trying to stay on the goddamn court. So we're playing ball, and, and there's a, uh, you know, a black guy, not too big. He's probably maybe, you know, about the same size as me. And uh, I have North Carolina shorts on. I used to have these North Carolina shorts that I used to love to wear. And I had these North Carolina shorts on. Uh, this guy seems to be playing a little lackadaisical and for my taste. And I'm like, hey, give me the ball. I have a matchup here, you know, that I can handle. And I'm telling him, hey, give me the ball. We, I want to stay on the damn court. So he goes, oh, no problem, North Carolina, no problem. So, so, you know, whatever, whatever happened, I think we ended up winning. We stayed on the court. Maybe a half an hour later, I'm sitting on the side with another guy. And the guy goes, do you know who you're telling to give you the ball? And I'm like, no, no, no. Who's that? He goes, that's Hubert Davis of the New York Knicks. So you great. Know, formerly of the, the New York Knicks. And then thinking, oh, that's why he was calling me North Carolina, because he went to North Carolina. And so he's telling me I didn't know who he was. Let me just tell you something. He wasn't playing very hard. And I didn't appreciate that. Now, if he had been playing hard, you know, no problem, I, you know. But anyways, I, I, just, I always chuckle about that because I, I, I love that story. I was telling you, Davis. I, I love and that story from so many. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Knowing, knowing, knowing Hubert Davis, who is one of the all time great human beings to ever walk the face of the earth, just salt of the earth individual. Him deferring to Todd and being deferential. Okay, you want the ball? Yeah. Here you go. That's the kind of guy that Hubert is. So uh, I'm rooting for you. I, I, I hope Hubie does well there. That, Good man. That's part of the, the genius of that story is the is getting into Hubert Davis's head and being like, uh, all right, North Carolina, here you go. Here's the ball. I think, but I think Hubert Davis would have admitted that he wasn't playing hard. That's all. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I love, but by the way, you captured that the the essence of that kind of uh, pickup basketball so well. Like any of us who've ever played in a gym, um, a health club, whatever the place where it's you know winner stays on basketball. It is always the the different types of characters in that are so fascinating. There's the Todd Wishnev character, which is I'm the best player on my team. If you're a sucky teammate. I'm going to scream at you, but if I ever make a mistake, don't you ever scream at me, right? There's that guy, because I know you're like that too, Wishnev. And then, I think that's a little, I think you're going a little far. There is that guy, but I'm there not is that, that guy. guy but go ahead. That guy was the biggest character in D.C. There was always that guy. He could do no wrong. I would do uh, pick up basketball with uh, Leftwich, the kid who played for Princeton, George Leftwich. Do you remember him? He almost beat Georgetown. Uh, he was the nicest guy in the world, too. He he sounds like your Uber Davis, who's like, I know I'm better than everyone in this gym, but I'll go ahead and pass you the ball. So it's just incredible. It's like Leftwich. Why don't you, like, win this for us? Could you, please? Um, it's such a good – so playing basketball like that was so great back in the day. But it's a young man's game, man. Some of us pop our Achilles, though, doing that. So anyway. Uh, who's up? Dodd. I never got to your pick. My, it's my second pick. So uh, my second pick – 
Uh, we're going to go down here in this North Carolina uh, first half total, but we're looking good in Buffalo. Uh, Jacksonville, I already said my first pick, Jacksonville. My second pick is going to be with the new vaunted 85 Bears defense, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, your Kansas City Chiefs, folks, as I've been saying for a while now, are no longer your father's Kansas City Chiefs. They are a defensive football team, and the over-under, I believe, is 43 and a half in the Raiders, Kansas City this week. Uh, the Raiders really don't uh, impress me as a team that can really, I don't know, move the football at all. Uh, I, you know, They were underwhelming against the Jets, uh, underwhelming against Miami. It's not like Miami is actually a vaunted defensive team. They can't move the ball even against Miami. I think they're going to have a hard time moving the ball against the Chiefs, and I can see a lot of Isaiah Pacheco right, Isaiah Pacheco middle, Isaiah Pacheco left, and we're thinking under 43 and a half here because I just don't see how you know the Raiders get more than 14. So to me, this looks like a 27-14 Kansas City win under 43 and a half for the Kansas City defensive Chiefs. <laughs> Just love the thought of Hubert Davis looking over at this kid, at this kid waving him off, being like, "All right." Well, he wasn't playing hard. He had to stay the court, Gilly. All right, North Carolina. Here's the ball. Go ahead. I only play pro. Um. All right, it's Chris. Not like I wasn't dominating. <laughs> yeah, of course. With you. By the way, Todd Wishnevin. Let me just say this: has a great bank shot. Just want to point that out. That kid gets out his protractor. He knows exactly where to put it off the board and in the hoop. I'll give him that much. Maybe so. Maybe he should be the one co-hosting the All Angles podcast with Matt Brown. That's right. Todd's so good with the angles. That's right. By the way, can I get this podcast promoted ever, or is it always going to be those other ones ever? Can I get? Can no, I get that no, kind yeah, of juice? The, 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 the Matt Brown family of podcasts. That's all. That's all that gets promoted on. That's exactly right. The Matt Brown family of podcasts. All right, Chris, you got two here. You're snaking. Uh, I, I, uh, you're right, man. This this week is terrible. Uh, I like I, I like this number better yesterday when it was two and a half, but uh, I'm still going to take it at one and a half. I'm going to take the Browns uh, getting one and a half at Denver. Uh, I know the Broncos have won four in a row, but you, you kind of look inside. What three came by one or two points? They've had massive turnover edge uh, in all those games. I mean, they've won games and step in the right direction from where they were earlier in the year. And, and if you look at it's a massive game for for Denver. Who, some people are saying maybe they have a shot at the playoffs right now. Uh, they got the next three games on the road. But I just continue to think that the, the Browns continue to be under. They, they should have won in Seattle with P.J. Walker. Uh, they beat the 49ers with P.J. Walker. Yeah, it's going to be DTR, and maybe his mobility will be a good thing against that Denver defense, which has been uh, pretty good lately. Um, like I said, I, I would have loved it at two and a half yesterday when, when I saw it down to one and a half, but I'm going to take, I am going to take the Browns plus one and a half here against Denver. The Broncos are By the way, plus 10 in turnover differential the last three weeks. Their opponents have 10. They yeah, have zero. Go. Yeah. It's amazing. What about what, what Todd, what'd you say? By the way, can I just say something about the Browns and ask Felica this question here real quick? Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I'm me. Like you, Chris, I think both of us are big Browns. You know, we both believe the Browns are good. The only thing that scared me last week, though, is this DTR. Uh, I thought he do. We said it. Me and Gilly both said it on Megapod last week. I, I, they would tell him, "Listen, you just don't lose us the goddamn game, idiot." And that's what they did. And he didn't <laughs> lose them the game, and their defense won the game for them. But I just think, like on the road. 
you know, at a Denver team that's probably maybe might be a little bit better than the Yinzers at home there, it might be a little much to ask him to go in there and, and do something offensively. You, any concern about DTR looking like not really good? Yeah, no, there, there's certainly a, a little bit of concern, but I, I just trust that defense so much. And like, you know, I, I don't think it's like this Denver offense is, is going to go nuts. I mean, they've had problems uh, scoring touchdowns in the red zone. As well, a lot of field goals the last couple of weeks, but but I, I think I think he can do enough. Look, he played. Look, I know preseason is much different from where we are on the regular season, but he showed some potential in the preseason with his ability to kind of run and move around a bit. So, so maybe that's the kind of game plan that they will Stefanski and those guys will install this week, where maybe, maybe you roll him out a little bit more. Maybe there are a few more uh, quarterback runs to maybe take advantage of uh, of his athletic ability. So. Uh, Concern, yes, but uh, I, I just think the Browns are a better team uh, than Denver. So, I'll, 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 so that's why I kind of landed here. Chris, you got another one here. Like everyone kind of <laughs> has their team. Uh. They, that, everyone kind of has their team. They, yeah, like the Atlanta Falcons are my Los Angeles Chargers. Like everyone kind of makes fun of the Chargers and how bad they are and how comical and why are they taking money every week and I'll happily take the other side. That's what the Falcons have been for me this year. Like people want to bet, bet the Falcons go right ahead. I'll happily go the other way. However, I like them here at, at a pick them uh, against the Saints because I have no confidence in the Saints. Do we know what we're getting at quarterback? Is Derek Carr going to play? Uh, if not, it'll be Jameis. Uh, it's a team that struggled to score points all year. Uh, maybe the, 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 the idle week, the bye week did uh, Atlanta good, and maybe it'll re-energize and refocus to going back to Desmond Ritter. Uh, maybe he'll play slightly better than he has uh, during the, the course of the season. Like, I, I'm not a, I am not a Falcons uh, guy. I, I am not an Arthur Smith guy. I'm not a Desmond Ritter guy, but I am more anti, sort of an anti-Saints play than it is pro-Falcons. But um, I, I think ultimately the Falcons are due a little bit of good luck after dropping what, four or six one-score games this year. It's going to even out a little bit. I would expect if it's a close game for them to be ultimately win a couple of these. So I'm going to take the Falcons uh, at home and, and, and pick them against their uh, their uh, geographical rival there. Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons. That is, uh, that is Chris's third and final pick. Boy, this is a tough week. Um, all right, Todd, we are back to you. Todd Wishnev. I think it's a mistake to go back away from Heineke, by the way. I understand they're going to do it, but I, whatever. I, I just don't think Desmond Ritter has it. Um, okay, so my third pick is going to be – I'm going to go over in the Monday night matchup between the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. Do you have a – I have a 43 out there. I think it's pretty widely available. The over 43 in the Bears game. Um, I've liked from time to time, you like what you see from the Bears offense. Now, granted, I mean, from time to time, you don't see it all the time. But last week, we saw some nice stuff from the Bears offense. The Bears strike me as a team that, you know, the other team's not very good on defense. They can move the ball. Uh, I think the Vikings are maybe average to slightly above average on defense. Nothing, you know, amazingly special on defense. And uh, so I think the Bears can. Um, I think the Bears can can move the ball here. I also think the Vikings uh, with Dobbs 
are better. They should have scored a lot more points last week without those turnovers. And I don't see why they can't score on the Bears. It's not like the Bears have anything. By the way, as an in-game little Gilligan, you complain about Caesars. But can I just make a complaint against all apps? When when uh, Detroit had the ball down 12, four minutes to go at the commercial there, they were down 12 points with like four and a half minutes to go. I quickly looked to see if I could get the plus five and a half on a whole bunch of different apps because uh, I thought, well, yeah, Lions might not win this game, but they are definitely going to get the backdoor touchdown. And so, of course, they you know had it up for maybe like Three seconds, as soon as you try to get the plus five and a half, it's gone. You can't get it. The next thing you know, the Lions get the touchdown, and there goes your delicious plus five and a half bet. So, you know, it's not just Caesars with these ridiculous nonsense, but I will it's, agree. It's, the Caesars app is no, just it, the absolutely C- The Caesars thing is on a whole nother level. You literally, you go to no, the— No, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm not saying— I, I just want to describe it for folks, and I don't because I don't know if their apps, yeah. if, I, if it's similar in other jurisdictions. You get on the Caesars app. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Okay, let's, let me let me just yeah, explain it. Let me just explain it. it and you, and it goes. Go I know you agree with me, but it, it to get to the port where you, to get to the portion where you can click to actually log on, um, that takes forever, right? That's at least fifteen seconds, which is an eternity. Then when you can finally click it, then you put in your password and then you get in. That takes another ten-ish, five, five, ten seconds. Then you go to try to find your bet. Let's say it's college basketball. It's frozen. Before you can actually get it to work to get to your college basketball click on or to live or to all sports or however you can get there, there's different ways to get there, that will take another 15 seconds. Then when you're ready to actually find your bet and make it, it will immediately go on a fritz and it will redo the whole thing again. So if you have a bet you want to make. Oh, by the way, they don't have a search. They, they also don't have a search function in college basketball, so That's you can't right. even find the game on Caesars. Whereas on some of the other apps, you can type in, you know, Merrimack, and you can right. find the game. But on, on Caesars, you could look forever. So just just finishing that, it, it literally, from from the moment you want to make a bet in an in-game to when you can actually make the bet, it is a minimum of 90 seconds. Minimum. And that's you fighting through different things. It's so frustrating. So frustrating. Anyway. Um, so what was your play there, Todd? My play is over 43 in the Bears. Okay. And I just want to say a little thing here, but we have the Buffalo Bulls over 62.5 and, and under 65.5, and, and they currently have 64 points with 42 seconds left. Iona has the ball. If we can survive the last possession, we're going to get a nice middle here. All right. Well, that'll, that'll play well when people listen to this on Friday. Um, okay. Uh, uh, by the way, you're also uh, sweating the North Carolina one, but you're looking. Uh, I don't want to say anything, but you got. We have a real good chance now. We have a real good chance in North Carolina. And a missed free throw. Okay, Will, your final pick. I am going to piggyback Todd with the Chiefs Raiders under 43 and a half. I just think we've talked about this where Kansas City. We have to. It's hard to reprogram your brain. We've seen so many games with Mahomes and the Chiefs over the last five years where they're just this. Fireworks show. It's every game's in the 30s. They're not that team anymore. It's Kelsey who is quietly getting older and, and kind of banged up. I don't know if enough people are talking about Kelsey's age. I mean, he's a couple years older than Gronk, I think. And Gronk already retired uh, multiple times. So I'm going to go under here. Kansas City's better than people think on defense, not as good on offense. Raiders have actually played okay on defense. I am going to go under 43 and a half here. <laughs> that sound you hear is North Carolina hitting a three and Todd winning a bet. By the way, you're about five. You're about, you're, <laughs> da, da, da. 
This is like I host a podcast with uncontrollable people on the spectrum. This is so bad. Oh my god. Uh I'm not the only one that that can sing fight songs here. I'll go I'll go fight songs with I'll go fight somebody. How how great of a of a pod would that be? Todd Todd and I doing dueling fight songs with each other. Well, the beauty of that was he's that. More, he, by the way, that is a. He couldn't let you have the spotlight. He had he had to take over and up you. Because <laughs> well, I didn't understand oh, what oh, he oh. was doing, and then when he did, I was so ex- I was so excited about my North Carolina win that I had to get in on the little. Okay. It, the, it is. It is. It is. By the way, we are final at the Gulf Coast Showcase, wherever the hell that thing's being played with the Buffalo Bulls, a, an 84-69, loser, Todd. Mm. So congratulations. Good, good no, start, Todd. Yeah, well done. Yeah, we win, good we start, win the Buffalo. Okay, guys. We, we hit the middle end. We guys, the second guys half. this is great. It's wonderful for the moment, but people listening to this on Friday are not going to appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, congratulations on your bets! Oh my God! By the way, but they could always ask. They could always ask to be on my WhatsApp uh, live channel where I where I give out the picks ah, that to is people true. live. That is true. Where would they go for that, Todd? They could go to Twitter and and message me on Twitter. I'm not um, saying that I'm going to get everybody in, you know, right away because it takes right. time to type in everybody's information. But I will try my best. Okay. You also, when you promote that, you should give your Twitter handle, which is T Wishnev. T Wishnev. Um, at T Wishnev, at T Wishnev, or just or, or just message me. I have Todd's number. I'll be happy to give everything. <laughs> just give here, just give him the number. <laughs> uh, by the way, I do have a recommendation on Netflix. I've given this out on a numbers game before. I'll give it out on the Megapod. Love on the Spectrum is a uh, is a series, a mini series that has nothing to do with anything sports betting. But if you're in this Thanksgiving time of year, if you're looking for something life affirming to watch with you and your loved ones, love on the spectrum, people on the spectrum searching for love. It is the most innocent, lovely, sweetest television program you could ever see. There you go. How about that? Uh, Will? I'm not looking for love. I'm not looking for love. You cannot bet on it. No, you cannot bet on it. All right. It's me. It's the final one. I'm at my final one. Okay. Uh, what are you seeing for the Minnesota Vikings now? Because I'm seeing a couple threes out there. I see I see mostly three and a half. I do see a couple threes. Will, I'll let you make the call. Are there enough threes to give it to them? Yeah, we'll give it Will? to them. Thanksgiving. Uh, Minnesota. Where, 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 where are you seeing threes? Uh, Bovada, Pinnacle, to name two. Pinnacle, Pinnacles at three, okay. Pinnacles at three, then we give, then we'll give them three. Yeah, three, P- Pinnacles almost a mi- is minus one fifteen at this point. Pinnacles getting to be a coin flip on this game. Uh, I, we'll I got, give you the three. We'll give you the three. Thank you, Todd. I like the Vikings. Uh, this was one I really liked on guessing lines, and I said both about this and again the the Eagles. If they get down to three, by the way, Fezzik is calling me right now. I don't know why he's calling me in the middle of Megapod. I don't know what he's uh what he's up to, but the uh, I like the Vikings here. I think Josh Dobbs is great. I do. Um, I think, again, they're much better off with uh, him than with Kirk Cousins. The two Vikings touchdowns against the Broncos, as they turn up the music here on the D, because we're doing the podcast on Wednesday as opposed to Thursday, so they didn't get the memo. Um, I'm fighting Neil Diamond in the background if you're scoring at home. The, neither Which of those, song? Which song? Not the ones you would uh, want. On the boats and on the planes. <laughs> Come to America. Uh, is that the one? It's not sweet, yeah. No, no, it's not. 
Todd, for God's sakes. Oh, this this episode is just difficult. Um, this has just <laughs> been something else. Uh, neither of those two touchdowns could Kirk Cousins have gotten. Uh, the first, which Dobbs flushed out to his right, avoided the rush. Uh, number zero on the uh, Broncos, whose name escapes me right now. He ducked under him. He throws the three-yard touchdown pass to, to uh, I believe it was to uh, Oliver. And then the next one where he runs it in himself on a great scramble. I just think they're better off with him. If there are 10 quarterbacks in football better than him, it's barely. Uh, that's how much I think of Josh Dobbs. And, yeah, Justin Fields always scares you like he did against the Lions this past week. But if it's three now, which it is, I'll take the Vikings at home. I think they're right as a power-ranked team. I think they're right outside of the top ten right now. That's more of a damnation of the rest of the league than it is about the Vikings being all that good. But I'll take the Vikings minus three as my third pick. So give me, in the end, three favorites, which I don't love, but that's what I ended up with. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us to our teaser of the week. Lots of teaser options. Lots of them. Mr. Felica, we start with you. What do you like best? Before you before you answer will, that, before you answer that, you can yeah. think on that for a second. Let me just talk about Survivor for a second. For those who are lucky enough to still be alive in Survivor, circa they turned down Neil Diamond. Three hundred seventy-two entries left out of a out of nine thousand two hundred sixty-seven. Three seventy-two left. It is the chalkiest group of entries though ever at this point. The people who have survived in this year's Survivor are the ones who have played it with the safest play. Each yep. and every week. They have not played game theory. Good for them. Um, that's not ultimately how you win these things, but they've gotten the farthest this year. So good on them. 
The issue, though, is that in Circa, specifically, there's a Thanksgiving stipulation. So it's the three games on Thanksgiving and the, and the Black Friday game, which hopefully people have saved either the Cowboys or the Lions. In my case, when I scripted it out, it was the Lions this week. I would have lost not only once but twice by now, so don't listen to me necessarily. But hopefully they've scripted who they've got for Thanksgiving. The issue becomes that starting Sunday, the Sunday-Monday games, that's its own week. And if you if you... In Circa, if you planned for Thanksgiving and if you planned for Christmas, which is really the Eagles, and hopefully you have the Jaguars the week after that, the five weeks in between are complete mayhem, beginning with this Sunday. So if I said to you, I'm going to ask you two questions, Todd, Will, and Chris. Let's say you didn't have the Chiefs and you've already used all of the other all of the other big favorites in this. So talking about the Dolphins, which I think most people have. Some people haven't. But if you've used all the big favorites, the Lions, the Cowboys, the Niners, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs, who is your survivor play this week? It's got to be Tennessee, right? I mean, it's just an anti-Carolina or, or the Patriots. Oh. Patriots or Tennessee, that, those would be the two. But that's where you're at. That's where you're it's at. Like, it's like, the, it's like, it's like the, the, this old scalp. South Park skit from you years ago, like you're taking like the, the turd sandwich or the giant douche, like when they did the election <laughs> skit. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much what we're, that's where we're at this week. I, I, I'll tell you who I had it scripted as way back when after week three when I, when I finally put it together. For me, it was Minnesota or Tennessee. Th- two three-point favorites, or Tennessee's three and a half. So I'm well, with you on the Tennessee part. Will? Uh, I couldn't, it, it was hard with the audio. I couldn't really make out what you were saying. It sounded like Neil Diamond was talking about Survivor, singing about Survivor, <laughs> so it was hard to make it out. Uh, did you say the, the Vikings count as one of them? Yeah, no, you can pick the Vikings. Vikings will be yours. I yeah. would take the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, I think Flores will do a number on Fields. Fields, I mean, from what all the film guys say, he, it's really hard for him to just like read all the fields. It's, it's one look, and if, if it's not there, he just tucks it and runs. Flores, I mean, it's super complex with the different looks, the different blitzes. They did a good job on Sunday Night Football showing you all the different fronts, and they'll put everybody to line the scrimmage. Sometimes some of them come. Sometimes they all they all do. Sometimes none of them do. It's It was kind of interesting to see, but that would be the reason uh, Minnesota would be the pick. I, guess. I think it would be Minnesota for me, too. Dodd? Okay, I, I was I was busy looking at the first. Okay, stats never mind Chicago you. State, never Morgan mind you. State. Okay, stop. Stop. We don't need. We don't need you. Moving on. Moving, moving on. on. We don't need you. Here's the second question on that. Last question on the Survivor thing. We don't Let, need, let's we say don't let's say you didn't have any of the favorites, and you figured to yourself, you're like, okay, not only do I have not have all the favorites, but there's, you know, 371 other entries out there. Maybe you have multiple left. Um, I think that they're all going to play what we just talked about, Minnesota the most, let's say followed by Tennessee. All of a sudden, you want to play game theory, and you don't want to use those two. Chris, I think your answer would be New England if you, if you didn't play that. Will, who would you play if you Correct. then couldn't play Minnesota and Tennessee? Oh, boy. Yeah, it would be New England just figuring, oh, check off a bye. We'll, we'll do a number on DeVito. So, I, I think yeah, it, would be, it would be the Patriots. It's a fascinating uh, survivor exercise because I asked this of Kelly on a numbers game, and he actually picked an underdog. He took the Houston Texans. And I'm like, you know what? That's not the huh? worst choice. That's not the worst choice. But that's where we are in Survivor. So it good if you're Todd. It is if you're Todd. That's correct. Who has the Jacksonville Jaguars? Um, but that's where we're with. So the 372 entries, and if you're alive in your local survivor pool or maybe a DraftKings survivor pool wherever, good luck to you, man. Good on you for being here. 
Um, and last thing, Chris, uh, I would have been my second time. I would have been knocked out. I would have had Cincinnati when they lost to the Texans. Do you remember that year? Uh, Do you remember uh, that year? It, it, it's so funny because uh, during the week I was talking with my partner in the in the in the Survivor contest that I was still alive in last week. And uh, we were kicking around, like, do we go with Washington? Do we go with our, uh, or uh, who, who was the other team? We ultimately went with Washington. But I joked, and I go, you sure you don't want to go with the Bengals against the Texans? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? What? And Gil and, and, and I are having an, an inside joke because, what was that, like eight years ago, maybe seven mm. years ago? Where Something was, like that. A Monday night, a Monday night game where the, where the, the Texans were starting – uh, T.J. Yates on the road on a Monday night game. The Bengals were like a double-digit favorite, and uh, all, all the all the Bengals needed to do like it was literally down to I, I don't I don't I know what your situation that. was, but but for me for me it was literally me and my partner and like one other guy and the one other guy I, I think there was a Giants game on Sunday night where he lucked out and won. So like we got to Monday and like the, the commissioner of the league connected us and they were like, okay, Bengals are a big fan. Yeah, we're on the Bengals. Uh, you guys figure it out. We were ready to chop it, and of course the Bengals wind up losing. Uh, Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton is forever on the hate list. Forever. And uh, yeah, that was exactly. you're so right. Awful. You're right. That was about seven eight years ago. That was before Vison. I was still living in San Francisco. I was in the Ron and Mike survivor pool. Oh, Ron and Mike. Ron and Mike. Pour one out for Ron and Mike. Let's pour one out for Ron and Mike. For those who don't know what that is, that was a massive East Coast's Eastern Seaboard. It, it stretched all the way from New York down at least to D.C., uh, where I first learned of it. I was living on the West Coast now years later after I first joined it. Ron and Mike's pools were eventually shut down by the feds. That's how big they were. So this was, you know, Circa's obviously way bigger, but Circa's legalized. I want to say it was like $800,000 or some shit like that. And I was down to the final 10, I want to say. If I had gotten through that, I would have been in the final 10. So let me not. Yep. Yeah. They lost. I was on the same game. We learned later we were on the same team in the same game in our separate pools. And I remember it took me 30 minutes to get up off the couch. Like, I was just... Staring at the ceiling, and like uh, fashion stylist Deborah Song was like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "I can't speak." And, and Shane, it's, it's so funny because Molly, my wife, my wife was was like, "What? What? What?" And like, she's like, "What's wrong?" Is but she usually like doesn't want it. Like at that time, like she didn't want to know like what's right. going on. Yes. And like and, and like and like and like now I'll and now I'll get like when I when I'll throw a random game on. She's like, okay, who are we rooting for? Who are we? Rooting like, I just want to know who we're. Who, I just want to know who we're rooting for. I, I don't want to so know great. what's on the. But like, I, I I just remember like just like sitting there that night, just absolutely just devastated. And she's like, what's uh, wrong? I go, well, well, well yeah, yeah. It, 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 the, the Bengals losing just basically cost me about seventy five thousand dollars. But other than that, we're we're, we're doing great. It's so. And she's like, what? I go, no, I I, I didn't lose seventy five thousand dollars. I lost a hundred dollars, whatever, what entered the damn pool. But that's it right. cost me winning seventy five. That's 000. right. She was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, no, it's not a no. It's a really bad oh. Yeah, it's and that's the, the beauty of those it's contests. Interesting with Survivor because. No, I was going to say, one of the sharper Survivor players we all know isn't doing it this year for whatever reason. He's just not around, and he's always got Survivor just mapped out to a T. He's always got a path to win. He's not doing it this year, so I don't know if that makes yeah. it easier yep. for the other <laughs> people. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, 
Joe Pita, by the way, deciding not to play it this year for whatever reason also. That was a strange decision also. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were talking about Joe Pita. Yeah. Talking about oh, I thought we were talking about Joe Pita. Um, okay. Uh, teaser, of the, <laughs> teaser of the week. <laughs> teaser of the week, Chris. What do you got? Um, I will take uh, – I'm going to tease the Chargers up because every Chargers game is close, even without uh, Joey Bosa. I, I think the Chargers at home uh, get, get nine and a half, I think, is the, uh, a good way to go. And I will, uh, I will tease the Rams up to uh, – what are we using for the Rams? Uh, pick them. Uh, I'll, I'll tease the Rams up as well. So Rams up, Chargers up. That's my tease. Wow. The L.A. teaser. By the way, now they're playing Manilow. You think these guys at the D are fucking with me at this point with Diamond and Manilow? You think they're trying to say something? To me? <laughs> um, are, you sure, are you sure it's the D and not South? Actually, Barry Manilow plays at the uh, at Westgate, right? Oh. I would love to see Matt. I would love to go see Matt, Matt Barry. I've seen him before, but I would love to uh, to go, go see uh we went to see him at the Westgate. It was awesome. It was just everything you could imagine it to be. You know, he went through his jingles <laughs> that he wrote, right? Uh, yeah, what, what did he write? Like the Band-Aid song, all that stuff? Um, it was phenomenal. All right. I write the songs that make the news. <laughs> I write the songs of love. So what, was, what was Chris's teaser? He was the Chargers and the Rams. Chargers and the Rams for Christopher Felica. Thanks the for so, the SoFi the SoFi, the, the SoFi special. That's right. Thanks for rejoining us, Todd. I hope uh, we didn't get in the way of your in-game. I was busy doing North Carolina. I'm sorry. Um, Chargers. What were the numbers on his Chargers and the Rams? Uh, God, we got to do everything for Todd now. Rams were a pick em, I think. And then the Chargers, yeah. Chargers, where I can't even find the Chargers. Three and a half. Three and a half. The Rams plus six. Yeah, three and a and half. The Chargers plus nine and a half? Correct. Now your turn, Todd. Okay. My turn is, uh, if we're talking about Barry Manilow. Oh, Lions, oh, do, 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 saying. Lions minus one and a half, and the Buccaneers plus eight and a half, because the Lions, <laughs> I don't think I have to explain why I like the Lions, but that was a little, that was a little Barry Manilow, uh, he used to do a, a song about Detroit called, Oh, Lions, you came, but you gave without taking, if so and I need okay. you today, oh, Lions. <laughs> If someone is uh, if someone is landing on this if someone is landing on this podcast for the first time they're gonna be like what what the fuck is this no more songs please I'm begging you all right lions and who I'll take the Buccaneers. I'll take the Buccaneers plus eight and a half because I just the Colts winning by margin plus you gotta love Baker Mayfield down by 15 trying to drive you for the backdoor touchdown he seems to be he seems to be the new uh what was the Jay Cutler? Remember Jay Cutler when he'd be down like three touchdowns, he would go crazy, or or Jake the Snake Plumber for Arizona be down three touchdowns and be doing everything. So I'll, I'll take a Buccaneers plus eight and a half with the Lions minus one and a half. Didn't Bortles do that for a while too? Blake Bortles? Maybe I'm not remembering that correctly. Uh, Will? Yes. No. Absolutely. Will, what you got? Uh, I will take. 
I'll take the Lions down to the two and a half, and I'll take the Chiefs down to the two and a half. I would, as much as they've had trouble on offense, I'd expect them to beat the Raiders. So not much of a home field for Vegas. Give me the the Chiefs to bounce back. So Lions and Chiefs there is my teaser. Do does he get the Chiefs down to two and a half? That's what I was going to say. It looks like nine. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you get the Chiefs two and a half. Will I think you get them to three? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh wow! I just I, first time I pulled up Hattie in a half, so I didn't even look at the third one. Okay, yeah. that's that's fine. Um, uh, then I'll add I'll I'll go Cleveland up. I figure that'll be a close game, not a lot of points. Uh, Wilson against the Blitz. That defense against uh, of Cleveland should be a, a close, low scoring game. So Cleveland in Detroit. Uh, since you guys are gonna fuck me on on the KC one. <laughs> Jeez, how do you really feel about it? Uh, I am going. How many were giving him? Cleveland plus seven and a half, right? Yeah. I'm going Lions. That's the Detroit Lions. And uh, I'm going to go with the, are you ready for this? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Todd, do you have anything to add about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Are Yens doing that just because we're not playing Burrow and that? You must be thinking, oh, that Burrow guy's not that there to torture us and that. And we got a great defense and we got rid of Matt Canada. Everyone's talking about it here in Pittsburgh. That's all they talk about. They don't talk about Permanente Brothers no more. They don't talk about having a big mill downtown. They don't talk about going out to East Liberty. All they talk about is Matt Canada is no longer running our offense. And all of a sudden they think, oh, we're going to become world beaters. Uh, I don't think so, folks, but go ahead. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, from the Yinzer Nation. Do, 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 do you want me to let you in on a little secret? Please. Pe- Pepe's is so much better than from Anti Brothers. Wow. Controversy. How do you feel about that, Todd? Yeah. You know, I was never really a big Permani Brothers guy. You know, early on in my life, I would only go to kosher restaurants, which we didn't have any here in Pittsburgh. We'd have like one little to shop in that. And then once I started eating at normal establishments, Permani's just didn't become one of my places. So, uh, hey, what are you going to say about that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, final two questions of each and every year. So you're uh, taking the Steelers? I'm taking the Steelers. What do I get on the Steelers? Steelers plus what? Plus seven and I a look, half. I'm, I'm, Steelers yeah, I think favored. it's plus seven and a half. No, Steelers are not favored. I see Steelers. Oh, yeah, Steelers are favored now. But... Wait a minute. I got this. Yeah, they're got... minus one and a half Steelers. Oh, well, then not the Steelers because I'm looking at a board where they're the dog in most of them. Okay, well, forget the Steelers now. I wonder now. why they're he's in first place, everybody. I mean, it's this manipulation of the line. <laughs> <laughs> is, you, 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 is this the Jason Weingart Nicaraguan baseball game that you're flying? <laughs> that he pulls over for? He's going to pull yeah. over. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so I'll uh, in that case, um, Lions Niners. What could go wrong? Lions Niners. Okay. Niners Niners minus one. Yeah. Oh, not a longer. Okay. But uh, I'll take that. I just don't want to be involved in Sunday, as you can tell. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, final two questions. Final two questions of each and every Megapod. Thankfully on this one, by the way, should be pointed out. Which are the big favorites? And there's a lot of them. Do you think is the most likely to lose outright? We got four in the next two days. The Lions, seven and a half point favorites at home against the Packers. The Cowboys, 12 and a half point favorites at home against the Commanders. The Niners, seven point favorites on the road against the Seahawks. The Dolphins, 10 point favorites on the road against the Jets. Then on Sunday, there's the one other, Kansas City, nine-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, nine-point favorites, somewhere in that pocket, on the road against the Raiders. Which, Chris, if I come to you from the future and I said, hey, man, one of these lost outright, which is the one? I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I know what I you're going to say, baby. Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins. Okay, I didn't think you were going to say that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, see, was... you, 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 think, you think you know, but you don't know, and you never will. <laughs> okay. Wow. He told me. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that's the that's the, the, the Jim the Jim Moore diddly poo. Right? When he went off to the press conference. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I, I think they, I think I as a Jets fan, like knowing the mo of this team, like I can totally see, I can totally see a scenario where this defense, which is played so hard all year long and been beaten into the ground with awful Zach Wilson at quarterback. And now Zach Wilson is gone. And it's probably like a breath of fresh air in that locker room. That's like, Holy, thank God he's gone. And look, is, is Tim Boyle really a downgrade from Zach Wilson? Like I think the, maybe the weather is shitty. Like who, who the hell knows? We're getting, we're getting some rain and temperature drop today. So who the hell knows what the weather could be like on uh, on Friday afternoon there. But it, it would not surprise me maybe to see Priest Hall have a big game, have that defense give Tua and and that offense, the offensive line some problems. So I, I think the Jets would be the most likely one to, uh, to pull an upset. Dodd, same question. That wouldn't shock me either. By the way, where was Tim Boyle go to college as a quarterback? UConn. Harvard. That's right. It was UConn. Yeah. I, I got my wrong Northeastern school. UConn. Okay. So anyways, uh, I kind of, 
I kind of agree with with Chris, but I'm not going to say that same thing. Even though I do agree with him, there could be a huge like all of a sudden the Jets wake up and go, we don't have to deal with Zach Wilson anymore, and maybe they show up, especially because Miami's been a little down lately. But I'm going to say Seattle to beat the Niners just because the Niners either look like absolutely the greatest team in the history of football, and then sometimes they just take these giant deuces down their leg, and you know it's clean up on aisle three because you know we we we've seen we've seen this now against Minnesota they, they took a deuce in their pants they 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 took a deuce in their pants against another not so great team that I could that it's, it's just it's on the tip of my tongue and I can't remember who else but there there were three games there that they just you know once in a while you got to be careful you better have your handy wipes you know with you because uh you know the Niners once in a while can can have a problem well I'll go Miami just because I think if you can make Tua uncomfortable, outdoors, bad weather, you can throw them off the rhythm, off their game. I mean, I don't know how you're going to get 17 points, 20 points out of the Jets. Maybe you get some turnovers. So I don't feel great about it, but I guess I would say Miami. Yeah, that's a good. it's a good choice. I thought we were going to have four different answers, but not quite. I am going to say the most likely to lose outright is the Dallas Cowboys. Because I think ooh, for, ooh. As, for as ridiculous as the Washington Commodores are, I think the Commodes have it in them to mess with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they tend to play these division games pretty well, with the exception of playing the Giants, who, of course, have their number. Uh, but when it comes to the Eagles, uh, especially. But this here, I could see them showing up. I could see that fleet of wide receivers bothering the Cowboys uh, on defense. Matt Brown is famous for talking about how the Cowboys don't really get a lot of pressure. It's Micah Parsons who gets a lot of pressure. He could absolutely mess with them, but I think that I think the commandeer the the, uh, the taco holders here are are live, uh, certainly to cover. But I'll say they're the Cowboys are the most likely to lose outright. And then the final question, Billy, on, I love. Yeah, go Billy, ahead. Before we get to the final question, I I love what you're saying there because you know it, it's human nature when you keep winning game after game after game by margin. I mean, look at the Dallas Cowboys. They crushed Carolina. They crushed the Giants. They crushed the Rams. You know, there was that evil game in between, but that's three crushings, right? And they also crushed New England. They crushed the Jets. They crushed the Giants. I mean, they've had game after game where they're just killing people. Sooner or later, they got to say to themselves, you know what? We don't have to do anything against these bad teams. We can beat them easily. And like you said, the commodes are a little bit more feisty, especially offensively, than you would think. You know, I'm I'm almost sad I didn't take them plus yeah, they were, 11. They were, they were, they were, they were, they were friggin' feisty last week, all right, that's for sure. They, yeah, they friggin' sucked last week. <laughs> He's very yeah, angry. He's very <laughs> angry at Washington. Yeah, well... They screwed me too, Chris. You know, maybe if they can reduce their turnovers from six to, I don't know, three. Jesus. <laughs> six. Minus six in turnovers. And still had a chance to win when they were minus five. I mean, that's incredible, but... Anyway, I think they've got a shot there, a puncher's chance. Uh, final question, and this is quite the week to say this because there's a lot of games that are unplayable. But everybody's in action, but you only get to play, you, you are forced, I should say, to play 15 of these 16 games on the side. In a week where a lot of these are complete stayaways, what's the one that stands above the entire fray as the least playable of all of them? You'll play 15, but you get one free pass. What is it, Chris? Uh, it, it's the game where you were trying to get a bad, bad line past us, uh, mm. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. I, I, I got no idea what to expect in this game. Awful quarterback play, good pitch, like, like new offensive coordinator for, for Pittsburgh. Who knows how that's going to play out? Uh, the, the, the Bengals, like how much fight is going to be left in that game? Like that, that is just 
no result there would be surprised. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Dodd. That's going to be my answer, too, because, you know, uh, I'm down here in Pittsburgh. I haven't been healthy now for 20 days in a row, so we're on the uh, trail back to being thin, hopefully. And, you know, if my arm gets better, I'll be able to play some tennis. This is the kind of game when you're at the sports bar and you want to order, like, the barbecue chicken wings or something like that. You just forget it. I'm not betting on this game. I'm not getting in a bad mood and having chicken wings. Well, Stellars. Falcon. Falcon Saints, you can have this game. You can have this whole division. I don't know what to expect out of any of these teams ever. Uh, not going to watch it. Not going to bet it. Falcon Saints is all yours. God, there are so many choices here. But I do think Falcon Saints is the is the poster child of them all. Bucks Colts is up there too. But I'll take Falcon Saints because nothing would surprise me. Nothing would surprise me in that game. Saints blow them out. Falcons win by more than a touchdown. Uh, more likely it's going to come down to a Plinko event. Rams Cardinals is up there too. By, There's by the, tons of them. By, by, the, by the way, I'm going to say this right now on November 22nd. We're recording this. A fast forward uh, seven weeks or whatever the hell it will be. We are absolutely going to be making a case for the NFC South champion Atlanta Falcons getting points at home against the Dallas Cowboys on wildcard weekend. We're absolutely going to be convincing ourselves that the Falcons are the right side. How much? How many points do you think they would get? At least a touchdown, right? I was going to say probably. I would say at least. I would say seven. Yeah, I think it'd be right around seven. Nine seven. and a half. Seven and, a half. and a half. Yeah, it might be a hook in there. Nine and a half. Yeah, and we will. We will be wanting to take the Falcons. I don't think it would be nine and a half in Atlanta. Yeah, it's going to be somewhere in that pocket. I, I, boy, you know, here's the thing. You might be making a case for them. I don't know that I. I that doesn't mean that I'm going to be making a case for the Cowboys. But I, I just, I haven't made a case for the Falcons. I don't think in any game all year. Like I just don't believe this in this team. And I, I just did it for the first time today. Yeah, I hit myself for it. Cool. Todd hates Ritter. That's one of Todd's worst. He can't stand Ritter. So do I. Uh, okay, gentlemen, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Uh, we got through it. Thank you, Todd, for uh, making the time. Appreciate that, as always. Uh, for Will Hill, for Todd Wishman. Well, you're not complaining about the 4-0 in college basketball this get morning, in, are you, I Gilly? Didn't, I didn't get in on any of them because I do shows. So I'm not like playing your plays. Sorry. Could you save the 4-0s for when <laughs> I have them? Yeah, by the and, way, and he, and he gave North us Carolina. On the Buffalo is, is, additional 62 and a half one. He gave us a bad, a bad number on that. Under 62, the 62 and a half never existed for Will and I. He's throwing up bad numbers, too. You know what? You know what, Chris? I'm about to knock you right off the list. Forget it. (laughs) By the way, this being said, Hubert Brown and the North Carolina Tar Heels were down at six at the halftime, shooting like 33% from the field. Hubert Hubert Davis. Hubert Brown, Hubert Davis. Yeah, doesn't matter. I mean, Hubert Davis. Hubert Brown. Hubert Davis's North Carolina Tar Heels were down six at the half, shooting 33%. Northern Iowa was shooting 60%. Of course you have to take Carolina. Now Carolina's up nine before you can even blink. Go Tar Heels! (laughs) And that is how we will end it. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Good luck with all your bets this week, and happy Thanksgiving in the National Football League. Infinity.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.